This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond the Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 31st, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking, unconfiscated. Bitcoin is next. Bitcoin do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. We're in a golden age, people. Be relentless. Welcome to the show. Hello, my elite friends. We're doing this on a Monday morning instead of a slate on a Saturday night because we had a special Saturday night show. It is linked to below. Gabriel Divine was on. It was a, a, big, a Beyond Bitcoin bonus show. It was on the main channel. Make sure you're subscribed to the main channel, people. It's been back for some time. It was a great show with Gabriel Divine. DisruptMeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechVault. Retweet this. That's how you, you can support the show and remind people that, yes, we have the Beyond Bitcoin show is on the backup channel. <laughs> and today it's at Monday on Monday morning. All right. So, yes. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, type in Bitcoin. Type in Proud Zionist Jew. Type in anything to get my attention. Scream and shout and I'll answer your questions. We're going to do this show in an hour, baby. Now, something that was, I think it was brought up on the Ben Shapiro show that I found very interesting. I hadn't thought about it. I didn't watch the, the Democratic convention, but there's, in the last year, there have been a lot of uh, political events that have been huge, uh, would, would have been considered huge in the old days. Uh, Trump was impeached. The president of the United States was impeached. Uh, that happened with Clinton and uh, Nixon and uh, Andrew Johnson. And that's it. And so it's pretty rare. And yet it was not it was not brought up at the convention, apparently. They didn't make a big deal out of it at the Democratic convention. That's how wacky things have gotten here. And it just shows you how much uh, they've tried to toss at Trump. They, the Russia, the this, the that, and the other. And I, I, I didn't watch the convention, but that they didn't stress the impeachment like – Vote for Biden because the other guy was impeached. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's crazy how much has been thrown his way. At the same time, I think it's good that impeachment has lost all meaning. And uh, I think it was supposed to be a more common process, uh, something that was supposed to be used a little bit more often than it has been. But, hey, uh, I, I like it because they get nothing done when they do impeachment in the uh, – in, in government, it, nothing gets done, and that's good. I like things not getting done. Government isn't – if the government does things, uh, you're, you're, you're in bad shape, okay? It's, when they're doing nothing, that means they're not taxing. They're not coming up with more uh, uh, expensive programs. They're not printing more money. It's eh. So it, it, it is – it's been a wacky time that uh, a, a sitting president gets impeached and the uh, opposing party doesn't even uh, stress that at their convention. Uh, who, who could have guessed this uh, four years ago that it would – I mean you, you could have guessed uh, once Trump became president they were going to uh, try to impeach him, but that they wouldn't use it to their benefit, that it was – I mean it was worthless. It was politically worthless at this point. It was all part of a series of things to, to defame him. And again, he's, he's, he's not the greatest dude in the world obviously, but uh, we're, we're living in a world that's so freaking corrupt and the politicians are such liars and – and people just – there's such chaos that, yeah, yeah, there was an impeachment. Who cares? We got other things to deal with now. All right. So pound that like button. And let's talk about something good. Elon Musk uh, with the brain chip in the pig. Uh, we Gabriel and I actually talked about this on Saturday night. I, I wanted to bring it up again. And by the way, on Thursday, there was another Gabriel on my show. Gabriel from Venezuela came back on the show. So he's alive, and that's good. I'm glad all Gabriels are alive. Now, what do we have here? Oh, yeah, Elon Musk and the brain chip in the pig. I say keep on doing what you're doing, Elon. Uh, this could help so many people. Uh, Neuralink. Now, people are like, well, it can be hacked. Yes, it, it, it probably will be able to be hacked eventually, okay? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't want one of these things if I was just a normal person and when they increase my IQ or something, whatever, whatever they claim it's going to be able to do, I wouldn't want it uh, for that reason, okay? A person who, who wants this, and I, I actually spoke to a person who's, uh, who's blind, 
And he said, you know, he, he said he'd be third. He'd be third in line, first in line, or third in line. I don't know what what he meant exactly. I think he said third in line, but it, he might it might have been a voice activated uh, when he sent me the message. It might have he actually might have been first, but he would have been. He, this dude would have been at the front of the line. Would be at the front of the line. He's blind. He's a bitcoiner. We'll have him on the show one day. I know all sorts of people out there. Um, he is going to be on the show one day. Actually, he has quite a story to tell. But he. he he, he is a blind Bitcoiner, and he would he said he'd be in line right away to get this thing put in his head uh, if it was safe, so if he could see again. Uh, and he would deal with the, the hacking stuff later, okay? okay? And, and I get it. I, I definitely get it. There are people who paralyzed. Um, if this could cure their paralysis, uh, they, they, they'd get it right away, and they deal with the consequences uh, later. And th th this is one of those cases when, I mean, yeah, you have to be in the shoes of a person who has a, a disability um, to really get and understand, you know, there, there's, there's a price to pay for, for new technology. Okay. If, if someone has been uh, paralyzed for, for tw 20 years and now they're 50 years old or something like that, and you're going to be like, well, you shouldn't get this Neuralink thing because it might be able to be hacked. Um, I, 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 that's not going to weigh heavily on their, on their mind. If, if this, if that's the one solution out there, now I don't think it's good that it can be hacked that it might be able to be hacked. Uh, but I do think it's great that they are working on something that, that can fix all of these very serious issues. And then the, the people that, that deal with seizures every single day, there's, there's so many other uh, really a debilitating, uh, debilitating conditions that people have. And, and if this could, could help ease those uh, issues, then great. And yes, they will have to take personal responsibility and deal with the hacking issues uh, if they do uh, come up. So Elon Musk is in motion. This is clearly in a golden age where technology like this is being worked upon. And this is the, this is the kind of stuff when we're talking about health uh, that we, we should really be looking toward and, and using as an inspiration. Instead, when we're in the, the land of health, we're like, hey, government, the government says there's a, a scary disease out there and only they can fix this. And I'm going to wait around and they, until they stab something into my force uh, themselves to stab something into my arm. They're very uh, passive and uh, compliant attitude. But most people want the government to take care of them. Most people want a daddy. The, the world has become feminized. We're going to get into that in a second. Elon Musk has not been feminized. E Elon Musk is not relying on the government. Elon Musk is a, uh, he's in motion, dude. He's a shaker as, as he's a, he's a shaker of the world as Gabriel divine said on my show, Gabriel divine. Uh, and he met Elon Musk actually. So watch that show link to below disruptmeister.com. So, uh, I think a lot of people have noticed, you know, through, through sports, through media, through social media, that it, the, it's racial noise. I would call it racial noise. There's a lot of people trying to shame people about their race and not even looking at people as individuals. You know, if someone committed a crime, uh, well, what was the race of the, what was the race of the criminal? Um, it was only, it was only racial. You, you are racially privileged. Um, you are a racial oppressor. Okay. This is noise. This is just like the, the, the crypto noise that's out there, except this is really, uh, bitter, envious, uh, toxic stuff and if you get caught up in it it can really bring you down if someone if someone tries to engage you in one of those conversations or if you're, you're out on the street and uh, they uh, a mob approaches you just avoid avoid racial noise avoid racial noise if someone says well, you know do, do black lives matter and you say yeah i think black lives are every life is important and then they try to say you're a racist then just walk i mean walk away from it walk away from it um don't don't look for these type of fights. Don't try to get into these battles. I think a lot of people that are, are doing it just want to want attention and want to waste your time. And you, it, it is avoidable. This I, I know every it seems like everyone is talking about it. You see it on sports. If you're if you're watching your your, your favorite sports team and you, and you see it and the announcers start talking about it and you really get then just turn it off. Turn it off. And yeah, this is going to backfire on, on uh, a lot of sports. Uh, I mean, NBA's rating ratings are down, but you can avoid the racial noise and you have to think about it as racial noise. You can't be guilty and say, 
and, and well, they're they're victims. This group's a victim. I should hear them out. Um, no, you don't have to hear anybody out. And it's sickening that you know the individual is being forgotten here. That everybody makes decisions. Everybody uh, goes through life. They you know they they, they can be responsible. They can have personal responsibility, or or they can just let they can be impulsive. They can have no in, in, impulse control whatsoever. They cannot def, if they don't they, they can't defer gratification. These are all factors that decide uh, uh, the fate of a person. Okay, and uh, to to generalize people based on race and then to get into arguments about it uh, is 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 a total waste of time. So I mean, it's really easy to avoid on social media too. I mean, it's really easy to avoid. You don't have to engage the people who try to engage you. People all the time, um, and this is more so with the virus. When I, when I, because I don't tweet anything about racial stuff, um, but when I tweet something out about the virus, people will try to engage me. And I never, when someone does that at tech vault, I don't, I don't reply. I don't. Now, you guys that ask me questions about Bitcoin that way, I'll send you a message. I really prefer if you have a question, not to ask it. Like in the thread, because I don't answer, I don't answer, I don't do that. I don't add because it just adds drama to whatever topic it might be. I don't add to those drama threads at all. If you got some issue with me, you just you know, email me or DM me, and I, I will I will reply to you, and we can we can have a discussion that way. But I, I don't believe in adding to the, the drama in these gigantic threads, which become eighty percent noise, it, it, whether they involve racial. <laughs> Uh, it's social justice, the social justice term, run from it. It means nothing. It mean, ask them what they mean. Ask them what their goal is when they when they want social justice or when they want racial justice. What does racial justice mean? Does that mean I you want uh, uh, you want reparations? Well, say you want. I want reparations. I want. I want you to cut me a check. Say it. Don't be vague about it. Okay. Like, and we're, we're going to get into that in a second. So pound that like button. Let me see. We got the UK Bitcoin Masters in the house. And don't worry, dude. This show is only going to be an hour. And you're uh, it will be done before your show starts. Uh, and please, everyone, go watch uh, his show. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> watch his show uh, when this show ends. It, it, his show starts at 1, and it's 1213 right now in Baltimore. In Baltimore, And I'm not in Baltimore. I'm in Asheville. Uh, do you think it's necessary to buy health insurance if one practices intermittent fasting? I don't. I don't have health insurance, um, but no, that's not the only reason, <laughs> dude. That's one small factor in your life. You could practice intermittent fasting and eat like a freaking pig and, and eat Snickers all the time. You're gonna need health insurance, <laughs> okay? It doesn't. It's not a cure all at all. It's not a cure. -all. I live a very very healthy lifestyle, and uh, and most of the time, to tell you the truth, you know this. Uh, I'm out of the country most of the time. I should be out of the country most of the year. Uh, and so health insurance in the United States, if I bought health insurance in the United States, it would be meaningless when I'm in Europe or when I'm in Israel or when I'm in Australia. And the funny thing is, is in these countries, if you get sick, they they, they take care. If you get in a car accident, they you don't need help. You don't need insurance. If you're a foreigner, they, 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 they take care of it for you. Um, but God forbid something like that happens. Um, but no, I, I would, uh, I mean, if you're... It, Intermittent fasting is not a cure-all. How about that? That that's the that's the answer to that question. Whether you buy uh, whether you buy insurance or not is, is is something you have to calculate. It's a, it's a, a cost benefit analysis, okay? Um, because a lot, so many of these insurance, uh, it, it's such a ripoff if you're young and healthy, okay? It is such it, it's a really big ripoff. Now, if you're unhealthy, it's actually a <laughs> I mean, it's being subsidized by, by the government, by, by the healthy people, et cetera, et cetera. How about this? Uh, you know, I, I, before you worry about, about insurance, everyone, worry about your health. Oh, take care of your health. It's better to be um, totally healthy and, you know, wasting some money on insurance. It is. It, it's better, okay? It's better to be totally healthy than wasting some money on insurance than be unhealthy and having insurance because you're going to need that. Your, your life is just going to be shorter. All right. Do I like to go camping? Says Lance. I I did enjoy to go camping uh, when I was a little bit younger. I, I I would like to spend more time in the outdoors um, than I have these last these last. Uh, eight years. I don't know. Five years. Whatever it is. I mean, especially this thing here. Um, this show, my, my new show, Everyday Conviction, definitely keeps me from uh, 
camping. <laughs> Not, and I don't have a tent anymore. I had a tent at one uh, time. Um, I read, the last time I went camping was in uh, West Virginia with a, a, an ex-girlfriend of mine. Uh, uh, it's quite some time ago. And uh, it was fun. I, I will tell you this. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't like ticks. I've had bad experiences with ticks. I want to, if I go camping, I want to be in an environment where it's tick free. So maybe it would have to be colder. Maybe it would have to be in a certain country or a certain part of the United States. I am not, a, I, I don't like, now at the same, I, I do wonder about Lyme disease. Uh, it is, it is real, but I, I, and I don't want to jinx anything either. Um, but I, I think uh, the Lyme disease really, if you have a good immune system, you might be able to fight it off. Um, but I don't want to get Lyme disease either. I, I don't want to test that. And back in 2015, I think I've told this story before. Um, when I was at, at my parents' house and I had, to, I had to pick them up from the airport. It was fall. And anyway, I, 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 walked, through, <laughs> I walked through some leaves and somehow a, tip, a tick got on me. Um, despite my, me not liking ticks. And um, the reason I found out the tick got on me was, was when I was urinating um, I looked down on my scrotum and it looked like I had a, a, a cancerous growth on my scrotum and, uh, it was a tick <laughs> and that really freaked me out. And I pulled that thing right off and I kept it. And it was the type of tick that, that, that gives Lyme disease. So that, that added to my dislike of camping, even though that was not a camping story. It is a real story. And so I, I am, uh, I don't well, I'm very careful when I walk through leaves in my uh at my parents' house now. <laughs> All right, there's a bonus story for you. I like the camping question and I do encourage uh safe camping for people. It, it can be really fun and it, it's a low-cost way of uh having a, a fun vacation, I guess. And it, it, it's better for younger people and uh it's uh, anyway, it, it, I I, to, I I think I've told that story about the tick on my uh the tick on my scrotum, which uh, freaked the, it really, all of a sudden you see, like, you think you have a growth there and you're, oh my God, where did this come from? And then still it's not good when you realize it's a tick. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I, and I, okay, so we talked about the, the, that scrotums and Elon Musk and uh, it was, on my, was it on my, God, I don't even, oh, so gross. <laughs> I've kind of blacked out part of that whole memory. Uh, now, uh, and, the, and the funny thing is I have friends, I have two friends who have similar stories to that. It, it, the, the ticks crawl up to, I mean, the, they crawl to warm areas, I guess. And they have had, uh, yeah, they, they've had them there. <laughs> the ticks have crawled up there and luckily they didn't get uh, Lyme disease either. Now. Okay. And there's other tick-borne illnesses also, but I, I I I do theorize that if you've got a good immune system, and God forbid you get bit by one of these ticks that has one of these illnesses, you, you can fight it off, and, and that might be true with some mosquito-borne illnesses too. Uh, but be careful when you're traveling in malaria-ridden countries. When I'm in a malaria-ridden country, I'm when I was in Mozambique, I was very careful. I did not want to get malaria, and I didn't actually didn't want to take any malaria. I didn't take any malaria pills either. Was um, there, there could be side effects with various ones. And I was only in Mozambique for what, four days or something like that. But I mean, they wanted me to hang out at night outside. I'm like, Heck no, I'm not hanging out at, outside in Mozambique where, where there's mosquitoes. You don't have to be worried about the mosquitoes. No, I, I wasn't dealing with it. Personal responsibility. Now, um, all right. So for some people, I mean, so let's go back to the, the rioters slash protesters, whatever you want to call them. That you really, I, I would love to ask some of the, well, not love. It would be interesting if people actually ask these people, what, what's their goal? Because they, there doesn't seem to be a concrete answer out there, okay? They, they, they must have something in mind. They might, now, some of the people are just bored and it's something to do. For some people, it's performance art. You know, they, 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 they've they been locked down for so long. Um, and, and it's amazing how, it, that we live in just a country and a world, or country, United States, such comfort and abundance that people are like, I'm bored. I want to show my artistic side. I'm going to go out there with all the counter, the, the revolutionaries, and I'm going to express myself and 
paint myself and hold signs and this is my performance art and then I can go back home and watch TV. I mean, what? And, and so what are they protesting exactly when you can when you can do something like this? I would love to know what is the goal. What tell us something that really can be done? Do you want to totally get rid of the police? Okay, then say. You know, some people are saying that. Do you want to totally get rid of the police? Do you want reparations? Do you want no government anymore? You're a total nihilist. You there's you have no value in life. You just want you. Do you just want to burn everything down? Do you? Think that if are you being paid uh, by uh, some entity just to cause problem? Like this is my job. Tell us why you're doing this. I would love to. There, there's probably lots of different answers, and some of them are going to be pretty, pretty bad answers. What is the goal? But if, for the people who virtue signal about this too, like, okay, you're saying there's racial injustice. You're saying there is a police, uh, police abuse. So what is the solution? What is your – should we get rid of all the police? Should uh, everyone in a certain area be paid money? Uh, should we uh, throw um, th throw all white people in jail? I mean what is your goal? What is – I mean there's probably all sorts of different things. I, I would love to hear – because we, it's very vague. It's very vague. And, and, and it would be great for the NBA players and, the, and, and Major League Baseball players and all these people. So you're, you're going to take off time. You're, what, you're, you're protesting – that someone was killed in Wisconsin. Okay. Now, so, and you want to call attention to it by not going to work anymore. And so, and now you're coming back to work. So what, what is the solution? What is the solution to what you're, because you're obviously very passionate about this. If you, if you want to cancel your games or, or do you just want this to drag on and on and on and on and on? Uh, I mean, I, I would love to hear some like answers. And so some of it is going to be, we want reparations. Okay, so then we can, we can have a discussion about you know how, how that can be. But can you straight up say it? And I, I would just love for some of the more prominent people just to state their case. Like, what do you want? And saying, calling attention to racial injustice. No, that's not, that's not a thing, okay? Or I want social justice. No, that's not a thing. What is the end goal? What is the end game? So this can all end. So you can get, so everything can be normal again. What is what will what will make you go back to normal? What will make you stop screaming? What will make you stop burning things down? What will make you go back to work? Okay, what is the end game? What do you want to see? Do do you want to see everyone in the United States of America to have the same house, the same amount of money? Do you want it all everyone to have everything the same? Everything the same because that's going to take a lot of force. All right, that's going to take a lot of stealing, and I don't think a lot of people because if everything equal. When, to get to equality, you need to do a lot of leveling, stealing and leveling of the field, a lot of force. That's sick stuff, okay? But tell us if that's what you want. Tell us what that is. What do these people want? And, of course, the media isn't asking what they want. Social, social justice. Social justice means nothing. It means nothing at all. It's just, it's just a word to, to, to say when maybe you don't know what you're even talking about. You just want to do your performance art. You just want – you're bored. You want to fit in. Uh, and yes, a lot of people are doing this because they want to fit in. Uh, they don't know what they are protesting and they don't know what the end goal is. So it's, it's, it's probably scary what maybe some of the, the people behind all this uh, want. And I would love to hear it. I would, I, I would love to. And some are just doing it because like, hey, let's cause enough problems because I, I, I put so much of my life into politics. I, I hate the president so much that if you know we burn some things down and scare people, this will get people to elect uh, the guy that I like. And I think that's actually backfiring. Um, all right. So, yeah. It, so if you're going to engage – again, I don't engage these people at all. But if you get in a, in a situation because just, it's, it's all noise, it's such noise, they don't know what they want. But you should just ask, hey, what do you want? What do you want? What's it? Do you want reparations? What is it that you want? And if they can't – again, just walk away after that too. Good idea. All right. So yeah, sports people are some some sports people are calling it uh, that th this is genocide. Do they know what that word means? Do they know what that word means? Again, what do they want? I mean, if there's genocide, if you if they really think genocide is going on, then I, I can't imagine what they want. I mean, if they really understand what the word is, um, if they, if they think there's a, a, a genocide going on in the United States, I mean, how do you fight a genocide? I mean, you got you got to. You got to destroy the people who are uh, implementing the genocide. I mean, that, that's scary stuff there. But I don't think all these people. I think people are just spouting words and and, and they want attention. And if they actually thought about what they're saying, they they, they might take a 
think think a little bit, not not say it. Uh, but yeah, we live in an impulsive. Uh, uh, we live in an impulsive world, in, in, in a shock value world where social media. You got to say the craziest thing to get get attention. Uh, let me see. Yeah, but and I will say this with, with the sports people saying it's genocide, and with the sports people calling attention to what happened in Wisconsin specifically. I think some people are going to be like, God, I mean, I, I wanted to watch a baseball game today. What happened to my baseball game? And they're going to further research some of this stuff and become more fed up. I, I, I mean, there's some people that are just going to go blindly along for the ride. Okay. But some people are going to find the truth behind some of these clickbait headlines because they're so ridiculous. Okay. Um, so th there is some backfire to all of this, but we shall see. Um, don't get emotionally invested in all this stuff. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep keep sticking with your system. I mean, my life hasn't changed at all. I mean, as I've said many, many times, there have been riots. There were, where I was in Los Angeles. There were riots. There, there's been a shutting down of the economy. Uh, a person with a, who works for themselves, who doesn't have to worry about being canceled. Yeah, I've been saying what I've been saying all along. And yeah, uh, get yourself into that Bitcoin overlay and pound that like button. Here, YouTube creator update newsletter. I mentioned that every month I get a newsletter from YouTube. And it's always the, the fluffiest social justice warrior type of stuff. This is what they want you to do on YouTube. Let me let me read you what they said. Read all about it. Pandemic causes surge in cute pet videos. All right. So, yeah, cute pet videos. That's, that's, that's the big thing. That's what YouTube thinks that people at YouTube – they're reminding you, hey, guys, you know, cute pet videos have been doing well lately. That's uh, if, if you're going to talk about uh, anything uh, that's not uh, accepted by the, the, the politically correct, uh, you're going to be uh, you're going to be in trouble with YouTube. OK, you're, you're taking a risk. Pet videos. Go ahead. Go ahead with the pet videos. Uh now, back in the day, there used to be soap operas, and women used to, uh, housewives used to watch, uh, and I guess some men uh, used to watch soap operas. There are no soap operas anymore, uh, at least English-speaking ones. I mean, it, it was big. CBS, NBC, ABC, they all had soap operas, and they all did well for a while. They're not anymore. And now, what is the soap opera? It's politics and the virus. All right? So the news the so-called news is a soap opera. And they present it that way. I mean, they, there's no shame to it anymore. There no, there's no shame to so much of the news. They, they present it in a soap opera, dramatic type of way um, to get the feminized world to, to get behind it. You know, oh, what's the latest episode of, uh, of COVID? Oh, what's the latest, the number? Oh, what state is the, the biggest victim today? What did Trump say? What did Biden say? What did Nancy say? Uh, that, that's the political side. I mean, political virus, soap opera, whatever you want to call it. It is amazing. And yes, so it, it's 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 a soap opera based on fear, which I mean, the old soap operas were based on just pure drama, I guess. Uh, but this this is a this is a hyper soap opera, and uh, you could participate in it through social media. So think of it that way. Uh, and uh, I, I do wonder, though, in this feminized world, Gabriel and I talk about this it's just i mean it's, it's a combination of factors why, why so many men are more feminine it, it's a lack of a father it is a big thing uh but but feminization is, is a pretty uh it's an all-encompassing phenomenon uh i mean people literally men are dressing more feminine uh men are passively aggressive instead of you know confronting each other and having discussions face to face they do backstabby things like women traditionally did. They, they like drama. Uh, they eat, the, the soy is not good. Definitely soy has increased estrogen levels in men, which isn't good. But men want to be taken care of now. Instead of men wanting to raise a family and, and be responsible for themselves and be responsible for their families, they don't. there's no personal responsibility for men. Now – and men and women are different. So it's always been okay for women to be like, you know, 
I'm going to be, I'm going to take care of your kids. You take care of me, dude. I think, I think that's a, that's a fair trade-off right there. All right. But now men want the women to take care of I mean, Nobody wants to take care of themselves anymore. They want the, and so that is part of feminization also. But, but seriously, I, I think there's some people that get their bodies become feminized, man boobs and all that stuff. So what's going on? It, it, it's that it's definitely eating unhealthy food is part of the, the physical feminization, but the, the mental feminization of, of no responsibility, I, I don't think eating a lot of meat is going to make you more personally responsible. I mean, it might make a, a teeny bit of difference. It'll increase your testosterone at least. Uh, definitely a drop in – oh, there's a big bug walking. Oh, God, that thing's huge. I, I, let's see how I can get this thing and scare the living – you see this thing crawling out? <laughs> oh, Adam's not scared of bugs. Found that. That's manly, right? Uh, yeah, so feminine of the world it is sickening it really is sick you know the guys on tv i, I see these clips of, of certain, certain dudes on cnn there's a real high talker over there now I, again he sounds real feminine because he's a high talker and that might he might have some issue but he's really feminine in his ways too and he's complaining about trump all the time what's that dude he's bald he looks like george costanza kind of it, it's amazing it, and this is who they put on tv it, it, i mean this is acceptable in the old you, know, you can say what you want to say about peter jennings tom brokaw um, uh, Ted Koppel, whoever, whoever the guys were back in the day, I don't even know their name. They were manly at least. Okay, they were they, they were masculine. Uh, they weren't scared. I mean, now, God, what, what are you showing on Don Lemon complaining? Yeah. <laughs> and what's this, the other one on CNN? He looks kind of manly at least. He could be the Cuomo, but he's just a complainer. He's like a woman. <laughs> he went and hid in a basement or something like that or pretended to pretend to hide in a basement that is so feminine that is so fe I would go hide in a basement and then not really hide in a basement alright all right. Yeah, police need more training yeah I mean certain police that standards for police have been lowered so much that, that should be talked about should women be police can can a can a woman handle George Floyd? Could a can a woman handle George? There are people. Yaron Brooks said, "Yeah, a properly trained woman could could uh, handle uh, a man the size of George Floyd without without a weapon." Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. I mean, these are these are these are legitimate questions that people don't want to ask because you know there's there's a politically correct uh, narrative out there. I mean, is that would be an answer if you want a uh, better police? Is this? Do you want to get rid of all the women from the police force? That might be a legitimate answer right there. Like, uh, you know, certain armies ban women, so why not the police force ban women? I don't know. There's, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there for the people. I don't. I mean, to, to tell you the truth, the police need weight loss tr training. Says Jorge Melendez. Pound that like button. Yes, I would say. Some, a, a, if you think the police force is inefficient, that police need to be healthy. They need to be shaped like this. All right. They need to be. They need to be able to run. And uh, yes, many, many cops are out of shape, male and female. It, it, it's The standards have gone down. Have real standards. No one has standards. No one knows what quality is anymore. And uh, I, I you know reading that book, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, uh, which I reviewed last week. We're going to re review another book in a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, there's something that, that would be – I would respect people that just said uh, we need to have a, a physical – Standards for police. This instead of just saying let's abolish all the police. I mean that, that's a legitimate thing right there. That that could help make up policing better. Yeah. Now, and it's not just the police that need to uh, get in shape. All, all Americans do. So police are kind of uh, representing uh, the, the general population in, in terms of what shape they're in. Uh, I, I want to. I've talked about Ancestry.com before, and uh, I. I'm, I actually I took a DNA test a long time ago, so I'm I'm in the database. And over time, I've you know I've been hooked up with uh, various relatives of mine who I knew were my relatives already. Okay, um, like my father's first cousin signed up for it, and then he appears on my feed because it's it's clear. I mean, it's it's good that all my relatives were you know were telling the truth. You know, no no, no women cheated in my history. It, it looks like that definitely. Because, I mean, on all sides of my family, I see people that are related to me on my feet. But the reason I'm talking about this, and unfortunately people do, th through these uh, these testing, they, they I mentioned this before, that I, I had a, a female friend who came running, once she saw me at, at a, a bar or a club, this is like five years ago, 
And uh, she was so happy. She's like, I took the Ancestry DNA test and I'm a, I'm a quarter Jewish. I'm like, what's going on? And um, what was going on was that um, her father's mother uh, had an affair with a, a Jewish man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, <laughs> but she was excited about it. It obviously it happened a long time ago. Well, anyway, I, I, I'm telling you, this is, I, I, I think I love doing the gene genealogy stuff. I love finding stuff about my my history, uh, and I was able finally. It shows all these third and fourth and fifth cousins that you have, and there's you see a bunch of names, and you know these people are related to you. But you can't figure it out. You, you you can't figure it out exactly. Like you could say, okay, this is from the Meister side of my family. This is from my mom's side. But you can't figure out where, you know, was this my great-grandfather's sister? How? Well, I finally figured out one um, just the other day. I discovered a third cousin of mine, a female third cousin of mine, our great-grandparents, my Meister, Samuel Meister sister. Samuel, she is Samuel Meister's sister's uh, great-granddaughter. And I am Samuel Meister's great grandson, so she is my uh, my third cousin. And I thought that was that was pretty cool. That I was I mean, you, you got to use your head a little bit to make these connections. But the funny thing is, is that um, her family they've been running around Baltimore just like my family's been running around Baltimore for for a hundred years. Well, our families were together a hundred years ago. They were the same family, but over over time uh, they separated and they've still been around. But we didn't know that we existed at all. We didn't know existed at all you just you can see how families can be close but over time you, you completely lose track of your people well you don't know how the heck you relate to people and who knows if I, I we ever encountered this family actually i do know that my mother's side i mean you don't need to hear all this stuff but it's just so funny what you discover that uh, they own the butcher they own the butcher shop and my actually my mother's side of the family uh knew that butcher shop they lived near that butcher shop so okay moving on uh but ancestry.com can be a lot of fun uh, i know a lot of people don't like giving their dna away uh and i can understand that definitely i did it a while ago so uh, it, it's fun i don't know if anyone else is in the genealogy that is that is an interest of mine uh and my father was trying to get in touch uh with some of these relatives just to, just to meet them because my father my father's father died when he was nine even though my dad's a meister, he was closer to the other side of his family. So uh, when, before my father passed away, he was trying to get closer to the meister side of his family. And uh, not that he, I mean, he knew those guys and everything, but there were some, you know, second cousins. He didn't know second cousins. And the meisters don't even know their own darn second cousins. So many of you out there, and there's no shame in this at all. So, so most people don't know their second cousins at all. That's when you lose, you lose track right there from your, from your second cousins. Um, you don't even you have no idea who your grandparents' siblings were. I do. I, I know who all, all my grandparents' siblings were. I mean, in, interested in that. And I, I know who quite a few of my great grandparents' siblings were. No, I know. I know all of my great grandparents' siblings. I think. I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I know all their names at least. Anyway, okay. So uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff here. You're getting interested, and it's it's a good exercise. It's, it's something. For me, it's it's entertaining. It's fun. You're using your head. You have to do research. You, you you know you learn how to use the web more. Find a grave is a good resource. By the way, the show is live right now. The links aren't below. I'll I'll add links afterwards. But ancestry can be fun, and and also when also when you're Jewish like I am, uh, when you're not Jewish, you can see um all the different uh, backgrounds you have in you. Okay, uh, that you know you're you're half British, you're half German, you're half this, you're half African. Uh, unfortunately, with, with Jewish people, we we seriously through the generations have only married one another. So it's like it says ninety nine percent Jewish. It's like that. That's not very interesting. Most Jew. <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, uh, but we 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 we'll get we won't get into the genetic aspects of things. But some people take the genetic things way too seriously. Okay. But yes, it's my genetic background is uh, it's this is like ninety nine percent Jewish. Uh, now uh, Biden said he would shut down the economy for COVID again. I mean that that that's insane, isn't it? But but people like that. People think that's a good thing. After all this, you, you see, if you actually have your eyes wide open right now, you can see that what was the whole point of all of this? But there's still people clamoring for it because they can't take care of themselves. Uh, 
on the Rubin Report, Dave Rubin had a guest on talking about corn, soy, and sugar, highly processed foods. I don't agree to get with the guy on everything, but something that he brought up was that uh, that uh, like almost half Americans have diabetes or are going to have diabetes. That's really bad. Okay, and so when when you're on that path that half Americans are going to have diabetes, you're going to be prone to any flu or cold that's out there, okay? You're taking a really good preventative measure if you're not on the road to diabetes. How about that? And it's just during this whole this whole situation, no one has been saying, well, maybe you should lose some weight, people, or very few have. That hasn't been the news. The news has been the world is ending. Oh, please come up with a vaccine. Oh, please, daddy government, save me. It isn't like, hey, you know what? You're on the road to diabetes. You're a pre-diabetic. If you get off that road right now, you're you're probably going to be, if you get sick with anything, you're probably going to be able to survive it. You really, you really increase your chances of not surviving all sorts of diseases if you have diabetes. And yeah, follow the people who say follow the science out there for uh, so many people who just blindly repeat it. You should ask them what they mean by follow the science. Because some of these people, these scientists, they get on, so-called scientists, they get on TV. Um, they say follow the science, and they were the same ones that said, um, you know, eat. They still say eat soy, eat highly processed, don't eat meat. You know, they're the ones that said meat was meat and eggs were horrible for you. And they, and they say so. Wear a diaper on your face. The people who say wear a diaper on your face, they're the same ones that are that say uh, there's a big overlap there between the ones that said yeah, this soy stuff is really great. Be be a total vegetarian and just eat this highly processed fake burger soy stuff. Now, the, uh, Tony Haller says, the whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed, populace alarmed, and hence clamorous to be led to safety by menacing it with an endless series of hobgoblins, hobgoblins all of them imaginary. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's sociopathic politics. He calls it practical politics. That's sad that that's what is – I call it sociopathic populace. But yeah, keep the populace constantly alarmed, and uh, most of it is totally imaginary. Here's a great democracy quote uh, from Michael Malice. Democracy is being trapped in a group project every moment of the day regarding every aspect of your life. Pound that like button. Have any of you had to ever do a work group project or a college group project? Yeah. That is uh, the nightmare uh, of democracy there, okay? <laughs> democracy is being trapped in a group project every moment of the day uh, regarding every aspect. Of, when you're in a group project, y y your, y your individualism is it, it's, it's out the door, okay? You've got to deal with the people that aren't doing any work. You've got to get their slack, take up their slack. It is terrible. It is terrible. You've got to worry about the other people. And so that that's what dem democracy you got to, you know, are, are, is, are you, do you have the best idea, but is the group so mindless that they're just going to go down a path that is going to ruin your project? Yeah, that, that's pretty democracy is being trapped in a group project every moment of the day. Those of you who have been involved in group projects at work and, uh, and school can understand that one. Now, uh, only in the, this is pirate beach bomb says only in the United States can you get arrested for opening up your business and not get arrested for looting one. Uh, yeah, this is not true in all the states in the United States. You can actually open up your business. Uh, I think maybe you could just say only in California can you get arrested for <laughs> opening up your uh, business and not getting and not get arrested for looting one. We, we're entering a lawless realm here, and it's not only in California. It's not only in the United States, but we just. Uh, it's getting pretty extreme in certain uh, certain corners, certain cities of the United States, definitely. And Gabriel and I talked about what would be the, the next big event in the United States to, to, that they're going to use to scare everyone. Gabriel thought there could be a natural disaster. That's unpredictable, though. And why would that, that – that might happen in 2021. It might happen in 2022. Yeah, it, uh, the next planned event here – we, we uh, here's a little clue. Hillary Clinton says Joe Biden should not concede on election night. That would be pretty big. That would be pretty big if uh, Trump wins and the Democrats don't concede. 
I mean, that, that could lead to some problems. And they, I, I don't, I don't want to put these presidential dudes on, on pedestals, but if, if you're going to act like a banana republic that way, it's only what's there's a step away from like, we have an armed, uh, we're, we're taking over, we're having a coup. A coup wouldn't be very good in the United States. That would be pretty much a, a loss of confidence in the rule of law all over the world if something like that happened. So a, a, a coup, a real life coup, uh, that would be the third. That would be the third event of the year, wouldn't it? We've had virus, we've had riots. Coup would be uh, pretty big. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. She she's talking about not accepting, just on on its own, not accepting the election results. That, so many people value their wealth in elections that that would be a pretty big thing right there. Coup would be bigger. I, I, I do again. I am not saying there's going to be a coup. Now, uh, I would love. Okay, which one? Yeah, it. Uh, people don't. Uh, people don't take time to learn the concepts concept of deferring gratification and savings. Okay, and spending as little as possible. Uh, the eighty percenters lack that impulse control, and I think there's a lot of frustration out there because people they can't get down to their base level here. Okay, they see other people have stuff, they constantly buy stuff, they end up poor, they end up more. They end up envious, okay? And I, I personally, for me, it is is so easy to spend as little as possible, okay? I don't feel the need to go out there and spend. And there's just so many people that they feel the need to spend. And this fuels a, a lot of the envy in the world. At the same time, uh, the 80% is it also fuels the United States dollar, okay? The, the, the hyper-consumerism. Uh, and because they don't, they spend their time wanting and, and fixating on these, on stuff. They don't actually take the time to use their heads to learn about what inflation even is and, and learn about economic understanding that the government can get away with printing the dollar and they will continue to blindly value their wealth in dollars. Uh, so I think, ha again, you, we, we have free will. And if you take time to want to understand economics and to actually understand, you know, that you're just not some machine that must buy, must buy, and that you can get rid of envy, you can just take this incredible control over your life. And, uh, well, that's why it's called and, and be so much more productive. But general general numbers throughout history just show that 20 percent of the people are always going to be uh, more productive than 80 percent of the people. So 80 percent of the people are just going to constantly hit these pitfalls. They have free will, but they just don't take it to the next level. They don't have personal responsibility. We've been through this a lot on the show, but I I, I just keep thinking when I see the, the scenes on TV, when I hear when I see the looting that people saying this is reparations, it, it, it's just lack of income. It, it's there's no economic understanding. I try to take a positive spin on it because the lack of understanding that is being demonstrated on so many different levels, whether it be through envy or looting or insurance will cover this. That allows the, the United States to get away with printing the dollar forever. Okay. And for all the people that say the dollar is going to go down the tubes, it's not going to go down the tubes. Because people, they're not concerned about it at all. They're not, they, they worry about nonsense stuff and they're never going to worry about it. Um, they're going to be like, I'm poor. They're going to scapegoat. They're just going to they're going to blame a person why they're poor, and they're not going to understand that part of the reason they have no uh, wealth is because they don't know what wealth is, and if they if they actually had a bank account, it was being inflated away by money printing, and they never heard of Bitcoin. All right, we've we've been through this. Uh, Jordan Schatzel, I will link to below, and a few people are saying that China used the hype to scare other countries into locking down. That again, the virus was real, and maybe China even was worried about it a little bit. But then they figured it out, and then they didn't—they didn't really share that they had figured it out, and they saw how scared the West could be. And it's quite possible that the uh, Communist Party of China added, and to this very day, continue to add to the hype through covert social media methods. Hey, I, I mean, can you blame them? Can you blame them? If the West is so weak and so feminized, 
that it's just you can create some fake Twitter accounts screaming about and, and posting videos of people fainting in, in China and all the scary scenes that they had. I mean, if, if, if they want to engage in economic warfare that way instead of like physical warfare, I mean, can you blame them? Can you blame? I mean, you, everyone's going to take personal responsibility for themselves. If you get scared by a bunch of uh, videos and, and statements from questionable Twitter accounts, I mean, you don't know how to think for your freaking selves. So, uh, but I, I yeah, I, I would not be surprised if China is, uh, there's an organized attempt to uh, to keep the narrative going, just to keep the scared narrative gro go going. It helps uh it helps their country. I mean, they want to maintain control. They want to they want to uh, maintain control over their people. Okay, how how better to do that uh, than uh, to 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 say, hey, the other countries are emulating us now. They like our lockdown policies. They're the, the the women of the West are clamoring for their countries to lock down just like us. And look, they're locking down now. Uh, but they can't even work when they're locking down. We have you locked down. We cure the disease. And look how more productive you are. And if the Chinese people actually become wealthier and, and, and because of, of what their government has done, they'll be more likely to accept any draconian measures by their government. So, yeah, if, if China is trying to uh, take away well, make it so that Americans and Westerners aren't producing as much and they can produce more, it, it benefits their control system over there. Uh, and BitChute, when I tried to up upload something on BitChute the other day, they, they have a message on the generic upload page. It says, about to upload Plandemic 2, check the official ch channel links instead. So, so many people were trying to update pl upload Plandemic 2 that they, they, they thought that they should tell their people like, yo, we have too, much co we have too many copies of this already. Just watch the main pandemic too. We don't want to be known as a platform that just has a, a thousand different copies of pandemic two on it. But it, it shows you why people are going to BitChute in the first place. C clearly, it can't be uploaded on YouTube at all. So everybody and their mother who wants, who's excited about pandemic two or, or anything similar to that, they go to BitChute right away. And it, it got so big with Plandemic 2 that even BitChute said like, hey, you know, it's cool. We want, you know, you can upload everything you want to upload, but this is kind of overkill. It shows you the state of uh, the social media world. So, hey, there are alternatives out there. YouTube is not a monopoly. I, I upload something to BitChute every single day. I upload this to BitChute every single day. I watch uh, I watch Bit, BitChute quite often. I watched Molyneux last night on Bit, BitChute. I watch other stuff on BitChute. To, to walk the walk instead of just talking the talk in terms of like, oh, it's unfair that YouTube does this, that, and the other. Well, then try out the other ones. Here is a supermarket meat is vastly superior to almost any other food people eat. Now, some of you are going to say, oh, my God, it's got steroids in it. It's got this, that, and the other on it. Remember, most people eat Starburst and foods that like are have all these attitude at soda. How many people drink soda every single day? If you drink soda every single day, you are that is really bad for you. You're better off eating meat from the supermarket every single day. Okay, that that's what we're comparing it to. And so I know that meat from Super Fresh or the Giant—I'm just naming Baltimore places I grew up with—or um, Albertsons—it's it, not as good as uh, the 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 grass-fed organic meat. But dudes, come on, dude. There's just there's just a level here with the foods. Uh, you're 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 a little. You're kind of living in a, in a bubble there, where you're uh, you don't realize that most Americans they're they're not they're not eating anything close to supermarket meat. It is hot pockets. It is just it's not really food. It's not really food anymore. It's these chemical combos that look like food. You're much better off eating the super fresh meat, okay? Now, or the Audi meat, or anything, uh, any 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 meat. For in the United States of America. But yeah, people are asking me, are going to leave, leave, leave the United States during the election? Are you scared there are going to be riots? No, I, well, I, I would be out of the United I can't leave the United States because I can't get back in. Uh, I'm not going to some country where I have to have a 15-day uh, quarantine. It's completely nonsense. I'll be in Salt Lake City, guys, for, for it, okay? So if you're scared there are going to be riots in your town, uh, well, I mean, 
I guess you've got a, uh, if you're stuck in a house, that's unfortunate, isn't it? That's a, uh, but for me, a guy that's on, that can just go wherever he wants to, you know, I'm not going to be in, I'm not going to be in Seattle do during this. Okay. It, there could be, uh, there could, because there's just issues in Portland and Seattle every night anyway, but I, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's going to be a winner declared that night. So that might like drag out, that might calm people down in a certain way. But no, you, sh you shouldn't you shouldn't flee the United States because of elections, okay? All right. I, I said on the other show, one of the best places to be on Earth, the best place to be on Earth right now is the United States because we still allow people to speak up against this virus. I mean, compared to Australia and New Zealand, beautiful, beautiful countries. You can't even go outside in these countries now. The draconian measures there are so much worse than what's going on in in most of many of the states in the United States. Again, California is different, obviously, from North Carolina. It's different from Maryland. It's different from Florida. But that's the cool thing about the United States. If you're in the United States, you get fed up with your state, you can go to another state. It's kind of like going to another country. I am not – so if Trump does win, I am not that worried about the riots. Like, I don't think they will be in places that they haven't already been in. And maybe this time around, since the Democrats – controlled mayors will just be like, wait a second, I got to do something this time because I'm going to lose my office. We didn't, we didn't prevent him from becoming president, but I can't lose my own office. So I, I can't just let this stuff run wild like I did for the Floyd riot. So I don't think, it, it, I think if Trump wins that uh, the riots that will happen, if there will be riots, will not be as bad as uh, the Floyd riots or what we just had in Kenosha. Okay, I better do my book review right now. We're going to cut this show a little short because of Brian. you got to go over to Brian's channel like in four minutes. Butcher's Crossing by John Williams. Uh, a, there's three parts to it. The middle part is the longest. It was the best. Uh, it's about the Wild Wild West in 18, 1873, about buffalo hunting. The ending is not great. The right, great imagery during the buffalo hunts and during the winter, just uh, it really it was a rough time. It was an unpredictable place the Wild West. There were ups and downs. There were manias. You could get stuck and, and you could easily die. There were uh, prostitutes. It, really good imagery he had. Uh, now, and Andy was kind of a letdown and maybe he was trying to guilt certain people. Um, uh, but you, you can have your own take on it. And there, there was a lot of entrepreneurship back in the Wild Wild West. I'd like to... I'd like seeing that, but uh, yeah. So I recommend Butcher's Crossing uh, by John Williams. I read it in a week. It, it can be really, really fast reading at times. I really like hammered it down at the end there. So I, I really enjoyed reading lately. Reading fiction. It's been a new, uh, new fun thing for me. All right. And that, maybe I'll just end the show here before we get into these other topics. Uh, oh no, no, I do want to say one thing here. Neuron Brook. He says that uh, reply videos are the best. When he does a video that's just a reply to somebody else's video and he actually should – when he gets – you know, getting into these debates, these virtual debates, that's where people – he gets his most hits that way. He has so many other informative videos where he's not analyzing other people's videos, but people don't like those as much. And it, it just shows you so many people out there want to live vicariously through others. They've got issues with certain videos, okay? And so when someone takes time to to debate someone that they don't like, they love it. They love it. Yaron Brook is debating that that leftist through, oh, I'm so glad. Oh, he's beating him. Oh, he, oh, dude. And, and this is true. I, I pointed this out in Bitcoin too. So many people love the debate videos. Debate People get their jollies out of these debates. He crushed him. I mean, live your own life, be in motion. And sure, you can learn from debates sometimes. There, there are some positive things, okay? But just so many, and, and it's in the numbers. People are living vicariously through certain people, politicians, through people on YouTube, through people on the media. And then the algorithm pushes, you know, the, pushes the reply videos to the top. So it's a never ending cycle. The people, the algorithm is conditioning the people to live through other people, to live through these debates, to, instead of people creating their own original content, all right, they, they, YouTube uh, boosts to the top and people choose uh, 
people just repeating old content and ripping it apart and trying to say, hey, yeah, I'm the winner. All right, dudes, that is the end of the show. We will uh, maybe I'll do a part two on Thursday or something. There's still a lot to talk about. Be in motion. Watch Benny and Juan and uh, Andy Edstrom on uh, This Week at Bitcoin. It's linked to below. Uh, you get a new show every day. You're getting eight shows this week because this is a, an extra one of the extra Beyond Bitcoin was on the main channel. This is your main Beyond Bitcoin, but you might get another one. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister. Watch UK Bitcoin Meister, UK Bitcoin Master right now at one o'clock. Do not accept a new normal people. Defiance over compliance. And yeah, go over to his uh, Brian UK Bitcoin Master's channel right now. And I uh, just seeing if anyone had any other questions that I didn't see. Okay. Pound it, dude. See ya. Thank you. Where's my uh, stop button here? Oh, I forgot to retweet this. <laughs> See ya.